0: Wake up, buy here, pay here people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. Hello. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome to the morning Friday. show, buy
1: here, pay here people. <laughs> <laughs> that intro
0: um, that and yeah, that intro. Uh, we had a lovely evening last night. Had Bill Elizondo, the lead, um, the senior moderator for uh, Dealer 20 Groups for NIAD mm-hmm. came over for on the dinner. Show? That's
1: not about a uh, senior citizen, That's no. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are perks, but it's not about that. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Hi, George. Hi, in George. Arizona. Good morning. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's Friday yeah. and and uh, it's yeah. Been a, it's been a good week. It's been a busy
1: week. So. Yeah. George, are we going to see you at uh, NIADA in Vegas? Or are we going to see you there? Who I hope will, so. Who will be there? Happy Friday. So if you're listening in this morning, please uh, let us know where you're listening from. We yeah. know George is in sunny Arizona. Uh, so uh, just please say hello and let us know uh, what part of the country you're in this yeah. morning. Um, Happy to have you with us. We're going to talk numbers. Just, we're going to talk numbers and you have a shout out. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get, uh, just to mention, we've been, you know, talking about software in recent months and um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to give a little mention to the folks we know over at DealPack. We've been working with a a number of clients on a number of different DMS systems and uh, wrestling with numbers like what we're going to go through today. And we discovered after a virtual meeting with somebody from the DealPack team that they have a report that does an excellent job Mm -hmm. of uh, producing the numbers that we suggest that all dealers should have at their fingertips. So if you need help with that, I'll tell you that their report, those of you that are deal pack users, uh, just look for the report. Um, I think it's in the reports to section, but just AR roll forward. Mm -hmm. That gives the historical numbers that we're going to talk about today. And uh, so we're going to continue to shout out to other DMS providers that can show us that they can produce those numbers in a way that balances. Yeah. And uh, so we verified uh, the numbers with the deal pack client we're working with and looks good so uh, congratulations And uh, it's not new for them they've had it for a long time it's just that i don't know that folks really know how important it is or how valuable yeah it is. yeah so, well
0: it really ties into what we're going to be talking about as well absolutely. um today and good morning george in florida and yeah. karen and um the carolinas, the carolinas. yeah yes. karen will be there at yes
1: cool Excellent. All right. Um, so, we're
0: looking forward to that. That's coming up, though, yeah. in just a few weeks. 19th and through the 22nd. The 19th through the 22nd. And we um,
1: speak on the morning of the 22nd, which mm-hmm. I want to say is a Thursday. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. We, yeah.
0: And I just wanted to let you know the, um, the Monday of that week, uh, we won't be doing the broadcast at the um in the venue um for the morning show because it doesn't really start until that afternoon um but we will be doing the broadcast from the venue and i think that uh, we're just finalizing some stuff it might be in the expo hall um on wednesday wednesday so um those of you who want to get up it's vegas so that means it'll be 8 Mm a.m and so we'll be they are putting together a stage in the expo hall for for that that so yeah
1: that's me Phone's buzzing over
0: here. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like. I should do the whole um, movie theater thing. Oh
1: down. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah all
0: yeah, yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. Oh, talking about movies, I took my mom to go see Little Mermaid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful movie. It was really, really, really great. And I, I like really all. I knew all of the words, and mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was a good thing that I didn't sing because I mean, I, it's it, when they redid. Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast, I was just like wanting to sing every single last. You sing beautifully, bit, but, but a movie um, theater not in probably a movie probably not, the right not the place, but so. It was really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. All right. Yeah.
1: So shall we get to our yes, topic? Yes, we should. Okay. We let's, should. uh, let's jump into that. So we suggested with our title today that there are some numbers that we mm-hmm. suggest dealers have to know in buy here, pay here. And, We have many reasons for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can give lots of reasons why we think these numbers are especially critical for dealers to identify. Um, So we hope your software will make this easy.
0: There are softwares out there that don't.
1: Right. Um, And we've dealt
0: with, we've dealt with different ones and, and um, you know, uh, we're not naming
1: names. We're not naming names. We're we're sending some emails. (laughs) Some site.
0: And it's, you know, this whole, like the dealer, um, uh, the where we're going to the the uh, the DMSs and asking, hey, can you try to fix this? The um, we're hoping that we can yeah. get some of these um, get some of these DMSs to to play. Nice. So I can
1: show on the screen kind of what yeah. the results are going to look like. Mm-hmm. But why don't we jump into the the numbers? So you want me to do this? Um, sure, you can go ahead. And put okay. that up there, but I think there there are six numbers that we would recommend that you um, have available at the close of the month. Here we are, you know, broadcasting Mm -hmm. live on June 2nd. We've already closed the month of May. Ideally, you would already have uh, these numbers from the month of May, in which case, let me just tell you what uh, the first number is. That's going to be your opening principal balance. You can see this here on the screen. So, this is basically the, the part that tells what is the... What is the balance in principle only? So this is just mm-hmm. for your buy here, pay here portfolio. Okay,
0: so let's talk about the things this does not include.
1: It does not include side notes. It doesn't include late fees. It's Cash not sales. Include any accrued interest? Out, yeah. yeah. Any kind of other balances? we we're, we're.
0: Down for, payments. None of that. For the yeah. purpose
1: of this conversation, you know, around identifying and the the way we think about that is. Your buyer payer portfolio in most mm-hmm. businesses would be in most buyer payer operations would be the largest asset in the company. We think it's important to know the movement in the principal balance first. Of course, we need to know those other numbers or some some things about that. But when we know these numbers, then it helps us to produce. Um, we we want that historically. I would say six months is at a minimum, you'd like to have 12 months of, Mm -hmm. of this information. But what we find is a lot of dealers don't um, bother and their system doesn't auto-generate a notes receivable balance. So you would, in order to produce this and have it be accurate, because I personally, in my experience with DMS providers, we typically can't really trust a a, a receivables report that's run after the fact. Like if today I tried to run, go back and run one for May 31 on a lot of systems, I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trust that to reconcile. Which
0: is like uh, another topic about closing out the month and closing out the month and closing out the month some systems
1: require you to take some steps to close Mm -hmm. transactions or whatever close the calendar month and so with that that's part of what creates problems and of course dealers will sometimes backdate or the Mm -hmm. team will backdate some transactions that also creates a problem all the more reason that we need to know we need to lock down these numbers and make sure that we can identify what's moving because in order for us to really measure how the portfolio is performing you have to be able to get to these numbers so that we can say, we can lock down our principal movement, principal activity, I call okay. it prin- principal reconciliation. But so so the first number is-
0: Well, can, can we principal- I ask ask one quick question? All right, you know, so we're, we talked about things that excluded side notes, cash sales, um, outside financing, any late fees, miscellaneous, that kind of stuff, sales tax as well. Why is it important for dealers to be tracking these numbers?
1: Um, I can give you multiple reasons. The first one would just be, this is the best way to measure the performance. Like, how is that largest asset in the company performing? Like how mm-hmm. are we really doing on collections? We talked about some in prior episode, but like, how are we really doing? Well, to know this is a monthly number. There are other numbers we would suggest on a weekly basis, but this is, the, this is a monthly yeah. number. So it's a longer range portfolio performance. And these, are, these figures that we're going to talk about are the numbers that you would use to calculate collateral recovery rate, which is probably what your lender would be looking at. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you know, these bulk buyers, if you wanted to go sell your paper, they'd be probably looking at your collateral recovery rate or some variation of these numbers. So mm-hmm. so I think these are the cr- the critical ones. Interest coverage is another one that, so let's, let's talk about what interest coverage is. And I can show you probably right here on the spreadsheet when we get to that. But basically, w- let's talk first about the numbers that we need to capture. Okay. And then All we right. can talk about what, what you can okay. calculate from that. So the second number you would need to have would be the um, collected principal down here. Okay, so then charge off principal. So now we have three of them. We've got interest collected, which actually goes down here because it's not part of your principal. It's outside of this calculation. So when I talk about a reconciliation, and we've we've had prior podcast episodes mm-hmm. on this subject, we're just trying to say okay. If we have this much in the start of the month and we add this much amount finance, which I didn't list that one, because I know everybody knows how to get to that number. You know, that's more of a sales number, but we need it to make sure in order for us to identify our, our change in principle, we start with opening principle. We add the amounts that we financed during that period. We subtract the principal that we collected and, and I'm going to call it primary principal. Some of the DMS systems call it a primary portfolio or your mm-hmm. buyer your payer portfolio. So that just excludes again, cash sales and things like that. And then charge off principal. We need to know that. So let me clear clarify that. That's your gross principal balance on the account at the time it charged off. Okay. So, so just say it again, the gross principal balance on the account at the time it was charged off, irrespective of what happened with the repo. Okay, so now, because, again, think about what we're doing. We're calculating our portfolio changes. It increased by this amount. It decreased by this amount. So we know that when we charge off an account, that gross principal balance goes away. Now, if we had any other write downs or any other adjustments, this particular dealer doesn't have any of those. And then you have your uh, calculated closing principal balance. Okay, so we calculate that and compare it to what the report showed at the end of the period. So in this particular case, we just closed May for this dealer. And so you can see they started with 2, 2.1, had, um, and this is a low volume dealer, they had 218,000 amount finance, charge off principal, uh, col- um, sorry, a principal collected rather, and then charged off principal, no write downs or adjustments. We calculate then from those numbers that we would close the period with 2.179, In fact, the report showed we had 2.181, so they're off by about $2,000. Good news for them is they've got $2,000 more than we calculate they would have. If it's less, we just typically are aiming for plus or minus 1% of deviation there. So if for our purposes in producing management reports, if we're within, uh, 1%, we just move on. We can let the dealer identify mm-hmm. the imbalance. We would recommend they identify the balance. And we, we recommended to this dealer yesterday that they identify that source of that discrepancy, but it's a small number. So we keep moving, produce the the report. Now we got the interest collected and then repo ACV. So again, these are outside of our reconciliation of principle. And so we've got interest collected, which is part of our money, but it's not part of our principal portfolio. Mm-hmm. Right. That's additional. And then the repo ACV recovery. So we need that number because that drives all these roll forwards and projections and collateral recovery rates and all these other numbers we need to know. So so to clarify, again, I said up here. So this particular dealer in this period charged off forty eight thousand dollars in principal on. The accounts that were charged off That's the gross amounts that the customer owed at the mm-hmm. time of the charge off and they recovered in the way of repos, whether they sold them at the auction or just assigned a value, Mm -hmm. then that would be the number eleven seven. So, and that's got some sales volume there and charge off count numbers, but now what that lets us do, having those numbers alone, and and again, ideally you'd have it for at least six months, now we can do some rolling averages, we can start to do some math. So these are the numbers that I often call uh, conversion rates. This is the rate at which the port, so let's do the math. This is the principal collected up here divided by the opening principal. So in this case, we'd be doing 64,000 divided by the, the, what we started the month with was 2.073. That gives us 3.1%. So that's an important number to know Mm -hmm. because we want to track that and see trends on that. Um, So, so I've got it charted. I'll show you the chart in just a minute, but then the next number was charge off principle as a percentage of the open. Okay. So now we've got, you know, in that case, again, it would be 48,000 divided by the 2.073. And that tells us we, our charge off rate for the month was 2.3 as a percentage of open. So, you know, you and I had a conversation a week or so ago about charge off rates and charge off numbers. And people say, you know, my charge off rate is 30%. Thirty percent of what? Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, this is why I just try to get as specific as we can about numbers. And people ask me, you know, what's a good charge off rate? Right? I said, well, I'm used to looking at it like this. Like, you know, if we want to look at how is the portfolio converting in mm-hmm. cash, so you can see that charge offs. You know, in this particular case, the dealer had almost fifty thousand dollars in charge offs still collected. You know, just like they they three, 5, 3 months ago, three point one a month before last, and so. It just it gives you an idea yeah. that regardless of where that charge-off rate is, we, we want to see at what rate are we converting to cash. Mm-hmm. And then that'll take us into some other numbers. Uh, we do the same thing for repo ACV, percentage of open, interest collected as a percentage of open. The reason we do that is because we use those numbers on the page you're about to see where we drive a projection. Mm-hmm. Now that we have those numbers, so, so this is something else we didn't list is like, the other reason these numbers become very important is we know in buy pay payer, it's really challenging to keep on top of your cash and to, you know, a lot of our dealers have floor plans or lines of credit and they're trying to forecast, you know, we typically sell 25 cars a month. Can we afford to sell 30 next month? You know, can I mm-hmm. afford to buy enough cars to sell 30 or whatever? Uh, so these are why this is part of why this becomes important because when we have this historical information, we can then use that to project, over a period. So I'll show you in a minute what a 12-month projection looks like from this information. But first, let me show you this interest coverage figure. So this is a, something that a lot of lenders will look at. I mean, certainly in the finance sector, it's something. So so why do we charge high interest in our segment? Well, it's because we need that because of the risk element. Mostly the interest income, according to the financial experts, is is intended to help offset losses. So it's so in this case, it's of net losses or net charge off. So you would take the interest that you brought in up there, which was where's that number right there, forty one thousand. Then you would take this number of, of charge off forty eight, add back the the repo recovery. So you can see that the net charge off for that period, after uh, crediting the repo value, is about thirty what thirty seven thousand, right? So you can see that the the interest income of forty one covered the net losses for the month of May. Mm-hmm. So, so you can see that number down there was it's about five grand positive. So that's a number to watch. Like it's something to see, you know, that's ideally the portfolio would be generating enough interest income to cover those losses. And you can see that they had months that didn't, but overall we're looking for that to, you know, cover those losses. And then we get into collateral recovery collateral recovery rate Mm -hmm. It should, have, (laughs) but the, um, that one we covered in some detail in the past episode, look up the one with Jimmy Rambo and we covered the math Mm -hmm. on that. So, but it shows the formula right here is principal collected plus repo ACV divided by principal collected plus charge off. And it's a little bit different than the formula that Jimmy at Spartan had, but it's okay because the calculations result in about the same ratio. Okay. So you can use either one. Uh, but the what that does then is lets us look at, this, again, is a number that a lot of lenders would be mm-hmm. looking at. If you want to sell bulk paper, this is a pretty good indication of its value. You know, I can't say where they're going to pay if, if this dealer went to the bulk market with a 72% collateral recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to pay for that paper. We'll mm-hmm. try to find out for you, but in the meantime, yeah. I would just tell you that it's going to be a factor. It's going to be among the things they would look at in deciding what to to purchase the portfolio for. And then you got principal. We just do some rolling averages and some other things over there. But let me take you over to the roll forward. So the roll forward basically just says, okay, if we took our closing principal balance for the period, our actual closing was two point one eight one, and we bring that number over here. I know it's difficult you to see. Bring it in. Zoom it in. Yeah. Let me see if I can do that easily here. Um, it's already at 1%. Sorry, we'll give it a minute here. This might get too large, but we'll try it. There we go. And that's that's perfect. Yep. Yeah. So now, um, what we do is we bring over those factors from the other page. What's the, and in this case, we're using a, a rolling average from uh, three months worth and saying, okay, if we continue to collect at the rate that we've collected in recent months, this conversion rate on principal collected, this conversion rate on charge-off principal, then that would tell us, okay, so notice right up here on the amount finance line, that's all zeroed out. So it's sort of like if you took this portfolio and just either isolated it in your system or just quit putting contracts in that particular portfolio, at the rate that we're currently collecting, this is the rate that it would convert. That's why I call it conversion cash is the, or conversion rate. It's the rate at which your portfolio is going to convert into cash. Mm-hmm. So we do the same thing with the repo rate down here, the repo recovery rate, I should say, and then the um, interest. interest collected. Mm-hmm. Some people, by the way, are going to call repo recovery. You're going to call it liquidation proceeds sometimes. Same thing. It's like just what did we collect from the sale of or from the value of cars that we repossessed? And so we take all those numbers and run a projection, because again, this is why we like to measure it against the opening balance. Now I can say, okay, if I collect at that rate in this month, I will close the month with 2.06.
0: If you didn't add any new contracts.
1: correct? Yes. I would close the portfolio at the end of the month with 2.06. I would have collected that much principal. I would have charged off that much principal, recovered this much, and then collected this much in interest. So that just tells us, and here's the P&I collected for the period. So now that just is just information because what it does now is it tells you this is, if you continue to perform at this rate, at least it gives you some idea what kind of cash deposits you should have mm-hmm. for the following month, the trailing month. And then you have also over here, just some, this is just information. In the next 12 months, if you continue to collect at the rate that you are, you would collect 640 grand of the 2.1. Okay. So about 29% principal and repo ACV that would take you up to about 1 zero zero nine, and then principal plus repos plus interest. Cause that's the money that's mm-hmm. the portfolio is going to yield. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to collect from consumers, including the sale of, of repos. And so it's just information. Why would I want that? Because if I'm looking to sell this book of paper of $2.1 million in contracts, I just want to see, okay, if I keep it myself in the next 12 months, it should produce for me about 63% of that 2.1, or in this case, about 1.4 million. I should be able to collect myself in the next 12 months at the rate that I'm currently collecting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is why it just becomes so important. But gosh, there's other reasons to have this information. I mean, when you start talking about things like theft analysis, you know, uh, Amanda Sanchez did a presentation with me back at uh, the Super Forum, you know, last year, and we talked about this idea of reconciliation. We were so we tried to pack so much information for yeah. in forty five minutes yeah. that we weren't able to go into much depth. Yeah. But when you start to look at reconciling receivables to cash, this is this is a big step in trying to identify any kind of discrepancies, any sort of um, it's sometimes it's not necessarily theft. It could be just mismanagement. Somebody's overusing uh, deferrals or whatever that might look like. You, you want to start to identify. The changes in principle. So, again, so many reasons yeah. to know and track those numbers. But one of the key things here is all, all the numbers that we have on the screen in the, the list that we gave, all those numbers are what I would call static numbers. You could grab them anytime. In other words, I could go today on the 2nd and run a report for May on principal collected, charge off, repo recovery, interest collected. I can run all those reports after the fact. But the opening and closing principle, we have to grab those at the time. Hopefully your system will allow an Which auto schedule. It's an yeah. auto
0: schedule. Um, there are some that will automatically let you do that. Mm-hmm. Some that you can let your DMS know that you would like to do this. There might be a, a small charge. And mm-hmm. there's others that just don't. Yeah. So, so yeah, some find have reported yeah. there. You
1: just can go create them that, that way. You don't
0: have to remember if you're like yeah. not around.
1: Yeah. So this day. particular yeah. dealer that we're looking at, they're actually able to um have their their numbers. Sorry, I was going to try to show another sheet here. I don't want to confuse people, but this is just a different look at the same thing, but I'm going to have to zoom in on that one. (laughs) But yeah, it's, I think the key is, is having the numbers available so that you can get to that. So again, it's just, that's going to help you in a number of ways to be able to identify the things that are moving in your business, which can help from a, a, whoops, a little touchy. Uh, So in order to identify those numbers, first performance, how are we doing? Like, how are we really collecting? This is the Mm -hmm. rate. So we're going to look at interest income and and those other factors as well, but we just have to have that information so we can see how's it really doing. This is that AR roll forward from a, a deal pack user. So you can just see that this is, this is a report that they produced. I don't have the columns hidden or shown in a way that you can really tell what's happening there. But, but the idea is that you've got, um, the ability to produce that inside the system, Mm -hmm. this gives you the key numbers that you need to produce this, this, uh, roll forward and to otherwise identify any, uh, discrepancies. But now, you know, you're working from real performance. This is, and this is why I would just say, you know, I would recommend to dealers, let's limit the backdating especially when it's into a different reporting period, Mm. a different calendar month. I see Bill with was this this morning, that stuff affects these 20 group composites. You know, it's like we should really just make every effort to make sure when we close the month, the calendar month, it's closed. There's no backdating of transactions into the prior month because that's when we start chasing our tail from an accounting standpoint. And we're not trying to do accounting, but we're trying to produce reports that are gonna be reflective of the performance. So, you know, I can show, I didn't get back to the other thing, just let me see if I'm still zoomed in, I may have to zoom in on each page, but on the, um, oh yeah, here's your chart of um, collections and dollars. So this is an example of some of the kind of stuff that you can begin to produce once you have that information. So this is just, this is P&I collected up here on the top row, principal and interest, and then principal only down here. So, and then collateral recovery rate, again, something we can chart and we can see changes in performance we've we've analyzed this we know why there's a dip in that one but we you know a lot of dealers just don't have this kind of information at their mm-hmm. fingertips so it's just like it's going to be challenging for them to know you know what that what the trends look like so you gotta kind of get to there. I one more. So here's collective principle, and so you just another thing to give you an idea about performance. It's it's you know if a lot of dealers are like me, they're visual. You know, it's much easier to see that mm-hmm. in this way and get a better feel for how's the portfolio performing. Is it being consistent, or we we got some you know is it there's some sporadic you know uh, rate to it? And if there's you know some some deviation, let's find out why. Let's figure out what's going on. Why there's such movement there? Because again, this is a longer range. By this time we've closed the month and so it's a little too late to change our report card for last month or the month Mm -hmm. before that. But it's it's at least it's giving you some trending and some information to build a to work from. You can take that out of the the thing. Just we've shown enough. But (laughs) I hope we gave you an idea why we think that's so important. It just Mm -hmm. it's it's critical to have that information for a number of reasons. Some are your own internal reasons, sometimes it's external reasons, but we just Like, if every dealer could get this, and this is why we've been beating that drum about we want to make sure DMS providers understand why we think this is so important and why we're just kind of making some noise on behalf of dealers so that each DMS can readily provide that information to their users, yeah, because we feel like it's that important in this business,
0: yeah. And I, um, just from my perspective, uh Having this kind of information is like the difference between working in your business and working on your business is when you know these things, then you can, you know, you can really start to dig in and, and fix things that need to sure. be worked on in or on your working on your business. Then there's a lot of dealers that they just, you know, I just want to work in my business. It's a job. It's yeah. not a business. And so th- that's fine. That's yeah. it's a different approach. But if you're looking at creating something that this is a business, this is something that I eventually want to either transfer to um, a child or a a valuable employee or a partner or I want to sell or whatever. These are important things for you to know.
1: Yeah. And I would say that too, the other thing that happens is when when we can get to this information then it helps us and dealers will ask, um, so Jim, what should that rate be? Like what should that principal conversion rate be? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of variation in that and it has mostly to do don't, with, don't you
0: love and buy your pair where everything says, it depends. It depends, <laughs>
1: it, it depends a lot on your business model. Uh-huh. The two things that depends on most is your business model. Your APR will have a big impact. Like if you're a higher APR, then your your principal collection will probably be lower. If you're... Um, a newer business and most of mm. your portfolio is I'll call it immature. It's it's younger contracts. Yeah. Well, then that's going to have on simple interest deals. You're going to have more interest income, you know, than principal early on. So that's also going to be a factor, but this is why we have got to stack some months in the end and make sure that it's consistent or that we can identify, you know, changes mm-hmm. in the performance because in any of those scenarios that I just mapped out that it would depend, they, st- still should see consistency. Like that should, you know, if you map out six, 12 months worth, you would hope that you would see, you know, very little deviation in that. And and if I were your lender, I'd want to see consistency, Mm -hmm. right? If it's not consistent, what's going on? Why aren't we managing it the same every month or you know what's why are our results varying so much so again we're just looking for we got to have the numbers and to, when you have the numbers
0: at. too then you kind of know okay there's this has been trending this way and then have the conversation with yourself or with an advisor or whatever it's like why are these numbers trending what things have changed what mm-hmm. things have you you know did you did you change something drastic mm-hmm. is that, what what is it that's creating that and it gives you i know when you work with um Uh, different of our clients on the numbers part is it really can uncover a lot of things that can be worked on Mm -hmm. Um, just by understanding some of these basic numbers. And then, you know, you, uh, we also do the, uh, the uh, um, collection performance Mm -hmm. and um, that's more of a weekly number. It's like, where are we at with actually getting money in the bank every week? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And by the way, the numbers that we're talking about here would also apply in lease contracts. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're different. The numbers will be different, but you still would be looking for consistency, and you would need to measure. You know that even though technically you don't have a portfolio. I mean, we don't need to get all all that, but it's different. But you can still find the numbers Mm -hmm. to do the the metrics and and verify your consistency and identify any trends. So, yeah, all these things still apply. But um, yeah, I would just say you know thanks to folks for tuning in and letting me kind of geek out today on numbers numbers. numbers. and
0: so um you know we showed you an awful lot of the things to be looking how to stack them how to subtract add all of that um if you need some help with your numbers if you're seeing trends that you don't like whatever um let us know and you know we may be able to help or we can point you in the right direction to get the help that you need or if you are like my mind is exploding and i can't get to these myself and yeah we do some of that most recently
1: we've been training People, how yeah. to do it and how and help, so yes. they can do, begin to do it themselves. Yes. So, yeah, that's yeah. part of what we do. And we just do that through weekly coaching. So it's easy enough. All to,
0: right. Well, what else? I can't think it's, of a thing. It's Everybody Friday. Knows what's coming up. So, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, so Folks <laughs> should go
1: enjoy their weekend. Be back here Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, oh, continue. yeah, we
0: have Kendra.
1: Is that Monday? It's Monday. Yeah. yeah so, Kendra Brown is going to come meet with us. She's, mm-hmm. I learned that she's in the Houston area. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we look yeah. forward to spending Dealer, some time with her.
0: And, uh, and does a lot with marketing talking too, about so. the
1: NIADA convention yes
0: yep. which is coming up very soon all right well everybody thanks so much for joining um i hope you have a fantastic friday yeah yeah enjoy your weekend and we will see you all on monday have a great day guys